1: Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500, 500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500, 500
2: Welcome to the ID10T podcast number 1048. If you go to wizardguitar.com. That will take you to the uh, tour page for my stand up tour for the Wizard Guitar Tour 2020, coming to the Punchline in San Francisco, Feb 27 through 29, Punchline in Sacramento, March 5 through 7, Uh, the Brea Improv, March 21st, then Helium in Portland, then the Wilbur in Boston, then Comedy Works in Denver, Minneapolis after that, a bunch of others. Again, wizardguitar.com. Come on out for crap's sake. Um, But let's talk about you, the ID10T community. Like Albie who writes, after being depressed over not having a career path and no creative outlet, I finally realized that I could just hope for change to happen to me. Uh, So I've written a horror book called Noisy River which takes place in a fictionalized version of the town I grew up in in New Mexico. I also started to aggressively pursue a career in voiceover. I'm now a little more than a year in. I've worked in animation, video games, and films. It's been tough, but this is the happiest I've been in a long time. Thank you Albie, thank you for sharing that. Albie's website is albieroblesvoice.com, which is A-L-B-I-E-R-O-B-L-E-S voice.com. And the book is available on Amazon by searching Noisy River. Well done. This podcast is, uh, dare I say, an extra special episode? It's extra, extra special because it's, first of all, so Drew Scott, who's been on before... Uh, Drew and Jonathan, of course, the Property Brothers, who I think are most of HGTV at this point. Uh, but, with you know, Property Brothers and Brother vs. Brother and Forever Home. Um, they also um, have furniture and a cool—they uh, make mattresses and a cool magazine. Like, they do—they're a friggin' industry and, like, two of the nicest guys. And so it may not surprise you, or it probably won't because if you probably already know this, but um, Drew's wife, Linda— is also so nice and super rad. And so Drew and Linda started a podcast called um, At Home with Linda and Drew Scott. And I did it, I think it came out like a month ago. But at the time, Lydia was not able to attend. I think she was working. So I said, hey, maybe it'd be cool if you came on this episode with Drew and Linda. And she was like, sure. So Lydia is on this episode. So it's me and my wife Lydia and Drew and Linda just... Being couples AF, I mean, talking renovation and restoration and couplehood and relationships. It was, I mean, just it it was a dream podcast because it really was just the four of us like hanging out, uh, and it just so happened to be recorded. And I, mean, I got to talk Lydia into doing more of these because she's the best. It was really, really, really special. So if you get a chance after this podcast. Go wherever it is that you enjoy getting your podcasts and listen to At Home with Linda and Drew Scott right after the ID10T podcast number
1: 1048
2: with Drew Linda Scott and Lydia Hurst-Hardwick. Initiating ID10T Protocol. It's a little smaller than your podcast
3: world.
4: This is great, I love it. I but love, it's a similar. I love that you're joining us. Yeah, I yeah. get to I know I don't usually
0: couples. do. Well, that's, yeah, Lydia. These are podcasts. So I feel like people try to get to know me, and I
2: hide. I... Well, we did a podcast together. <laughs> Lydia and I did a podcast together. Our friend uh, Michael Rosenbaum and Chris Sullivan did one. A yeah, a couple's podcast, and we did that one. But I think have you ever popped up on the you popped up on the Kenda podcast the like years ago? I, I
0: chime in now
5: and oh, then. I need to uh, get your bag there. Okay. Doing? Sure.
4: Okay. Can't. Uh, no, I just need to get her bag. Uh, sorry. sorry. So you popped it, You
5: popped stick. in on that one?
0: On the well, I, it's more like I sit in and I silently observe. <laughs> I, I try, and then Chris will sometimes try to bring me in, and I just. Make gestures and nod. <laughs> well we wanted you to come and on just ours. Like, yeah. But I think you
4: were you were away or you were had an uh, was it audition or something? There was something I can't remember. Yeah. I can't remember, but I can't remember yeah. either, but it was but you were there was a reason you couldn't do it, and so when we booked you for
2: this one, I was nice. like, "Well, Lydia has to be here for this, so yeah. we can we can you know like do some couples renovation talk." <laughs> yes,
5: is that another word for therapy? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty, pretty much. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, as I said, because uh, Leanne and Steve Ford were on, and we were talking about
5: listen to that one, the
2: like the 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 sort of secondary show to Thanks. watch when you're watching any of the like House Hunters or any of. Or, or any of the uh, Property Brothers shows, is it's the, is this couple going to make it game? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Based on, like, how not not just how similar their tastes are, but how they sort of deal with each other. You sort of look for the microaggressions, and you look for the, and, you know, and Lydia and I go,
4: oh, yeah, there's a couple. They're not going to last. <laughs> no. 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 Give them no. a year. Yeah,
2: you, should yeah.
5: have, you should have a running, like, um, a board, because there are couples that don't make it. Past. Oh, I'm sure. Like, yeah. like, like, like yeah. any other couple. Yeah. Well, we
4: had one. I can't remember if I told you this, but we had this one couple where um, the husband and wife, their communication was terrible. And, and she, mm-hmm. sadly, she was like a tyrant. And so, you know, he was doing anything. Like she, she was the dominant one in the relationship there. And um, at one point, John was talking with the husband about doing this, opening up this one wall. And he's, and I know, sorry, John was talking to the wife and said, you know, should we check with your husband about opening up this wall? And she's like, he'll do what I tell him to do. Whoa! you're oh, Like, oh, that's a little aggressive. And you
2: also have to imagine that when people are on TV, they're putting
4: their best
3: foot oh, forward. A well, we a sad we part. try to
4: edit. We literally try yeah. to edit to make everyone look great. We don't want. We, we're not trying to make <laughs> no, people of look course bad. Not. It's not a dramatic.
2: No,
3: but
4: at the end of the day, we say to people, if you know you're nervous about being on camera, or whatever. We're like, if you are an asshole, you'll look like an <laughs> asshole. Yeah.
5: We can't edit the asshole out. Yeah. Well, but
4: that's the, that's the interesting thing was that
2: um, when. When reality television, when, like, docu-series first started, you know, when that, after that first season of The Real World and like, whatever it was, 90 or 91 or whatever, and then my ex-girlfriend Jacinda was on season four, the London Real World, and when all the Real World kids, they all had this similar experience where they'd watch the shows when they got edited together and they'd all, they'd all be like, what the fuck? Because...
0: Well, they were trying to make them look bad. Well, no, were, it's like, not that they were
2: trying drama. to make them look bad. They were trying to create drama. So they would shoot... If my understanding was correct, what they would do is, you know, they shot all the time. So there were cameras in the house, they would follow everywhere. And then, as opposed to a scripted show where they write the scripts and then you shoot it, they would shoot everything first and then sort of figure out, like, well, who, what are the characters? What are the what characters? are there? And so they sort of build characters and, like, kind of edit stuff together in ways where, you know, Jacinda would say, like, yeah, they would take, like, the beginning of one thing, tack it to the end of something else and put them together. Uh, Like this, the sentences were said months apart, and they were neither of them were about the thing that they were applied to. (gasps) To sort of
0: probably wearing the same outfit. No, well, (laughs) and and then (laughs) and they would say
2: to them like, "Hey, this isn't (gasps) exactly." Yes, we said these things, but this isn't exactly how it played out. And then the producers would say like, "Oh, it's not that it's real; it's just a real life based soap opera." And so I think what sort of happened was. They would sort of create these heightened characters based on editing choices. And then people who wanted to be on the shows would then go, oh, I need to perform. Mm. a So you're getting like performance on top of performance on top of editing a performance. And so I think that's why it seems like there's this curve where people kind of get nuttier and nuttier as seasons Mm. progress because they're going on going – Oh, in order to get attention, I, to be I need to be this heightened right. version. So maybe, yeah, I don't know. It's if like that's...
5: outdoing the drama. So what you're, we're saying is that reality TV is like the start of fake news. <laughs> oh my god! It's, yeah. it's just <laughs> like edited together.
2: I mean, it is based on real things, you know, the docu series. But it is, but you know, it's still entertainment, and things still things still tend to be heightened. But I had so much fun doing your podcast. And so I just thought, like, oh, Lydza's got to sit in on this because there's so yes. there's so much that we covered, and I feel like half of what, I, more than half of what I was talking about, it's like, oh, well, Lydia likes to yeah. do this, and she's the wallpaper person, and she's like the fabric guru, yeah. and it just sort of seem like, oh, you should be here to talk about this stuff, yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. So. I just want to see if, if either Linda or Lydia, the L's, get any word in edgewise because you and I will get on a tangent of something and just keep going. And then I realize, oh, I just spoke and for I'm like 15 minutes straight. <laughs> I mean, what might actually
2: happen is like what happens at a dinner where you and I have a conversation and yeah. they have a separate conversation. most confusing <laughs> podcast ever. We can, <laughs> we can put our conversation, conversation in people's left ear and their conversation yeah. in people's and right ear.
5: And then at the ding, we go diagonally. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say, I feel like with the house stuff, and please
0: don't think this the wrong way, I feel like we have it easier... <laughs> Because, like, Chris pops in and out, and, like, he'll do the videos, like, so we're doing this, and it's really fun. But, like, I have to live in it.
2: Yeah.
3: And
0: be there all the time. But let
2: me, I mean, I can't get mad at that, (laughs) considering (laughs) that it's. And be the the GC.
0: Like, yes, I'm basically the general contractor, and. You know, lately I've been the landscaper, working yeah. machetes and so
4: this is why I want to ask you because things. you were sort of like venting a little bit to, to Linda and me the other <laughs> day about that and but then you you take on all these tasks and I'm like great so you got started on things and then you handed it off to the to your trades that you hire and pay to do this work right and well, you're like, well no, I started so to I finished do, it
0: but like someone sometimes will come in and you know I hate to say it but like it is frustrating if you're a woman trying to do these things because a lot. of of men and, like, landscaping and construction, and I guess I look young. So they don't take me seriously mm-hmm. right. when they think I don't know what I'm talking about. So when, they,
4: where's your dad? Bring your dad out of here. Yeah. yeah.
0: So then I just have to pick up a machete or pick up the furniture. <laughs> and so <laughs>
4: and and she does. it myself. So, like, <laughs> well, Lydia not is... not
0: attack them, but maybe attack the garden. <laughs> Lydia,
2: like, don't mistake the fact that she's incredibly sweet to suggest that she is a shrinking violet by any means, like... She will, so we are, we are um, renovating, like we're restoring a place right now. We just started a new project and there was all this overgrowth. And so she talked to the gardener and she was like, okay, so I want to remove all of this. And we have like a four week timeline and the guy's like.
0: He looked like a deer in headlights. He was and like, he was oh, like I, well, we can't um, do that. No, I, four weeks, that's not enough time. So, so if you tell me that you were unable to do something, I take that as a challenge. <laughs> so the yeah. next day, Where she... I'm like, if you say you can't do something and you're a grown-ass man... And, and this, is this is your is job. Your job yeah. If I can get my 103-pound self out there and do it, <laughs> Then you're you know so, what? No. So
4: she, <laughs> I thought yeah, and you went out and did it all yourself. Shit.
5: Oh oh it looks the, great out there. Literally, <laughs>
2: within the first day, she had cut down like a quarter of it by like just and got cleared a, it out. like got a dude from TaskRabbit and was like, "Okay, let's clear all this out." And the gardener came back and he was like, "Hold like Holy shit. Like, one of the other gardeners like, called him and was like, you need pant. to get over here now because she's chopping shit down.
0: Yeah, like, I think he pooped his pants a little. And so
2: <laughs> they all they got it
4: done in two weeks. See, yeah. now, th- this is what I find very frustrating. We've, we've dealt with renovations since midnight. We've been doing what we do for a long time. We've seen it all. We know typically what our timelines work. We work with some great crews. But every now and then we'll have trades that will come in and say, oh, th- this one project, like, demoing this wall. They're like, that wall there, and it's not low-bearing. They'll be like, that'll take us – we need a full crew, full guys. It'll take us you know, four solid days. It's going to be about $20,000. I'm like, to remove that wall, (laughs) $20,000? And all they're doing is they're trying to upcharge us. We call it the property brother charge. Sure. So people will start by trying to upcharge us, and then after that – they um, they realize that we know what we're talking about and what we're doing. We're not going to pay more than what it's worth or we just get in there. So there's this one guy that said that to Jonathan and me. We're like, this is not a four-day project with multiple guys. You can do this in no time. Jonathan and I literally went in there and we demoed that wall in 10 minutes. And we, re- <laughs> we removed all of the, the brick yep. and everything. Yep. In another 10 minutes it was done. I'm like, you're fired.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's essentially what's wound up happening at our house. But I always get the Hearst family discount.
4: I heard yeah, I've heard, that. heard
0: about
5: that. I just <laughs> yeah. need the 30% nice. up Charge, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Oh it's, a thir- it's a 30% upcharge, so but frustrating, but it is. But you know, like, that's the thing is that Lydia is this perfect combination of like really sweet, really easy to get along with, but I personally would not fuck with it. Like, well, it's I just, really
0: funny because people... She has a machete.
2: Why would you? <laughs> she knows,
0: she, like, when I came
2: home one day a couple couple of years ago and she was machete training in the driveway, like yeah. machete fighting, I was like...
3: Machete oh,
0: okay. training? Right. It's really fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah.
0: It's literally what it sounds like. You're battling someone with real machetes. I, so you the, weren't just I prepping have... for the gardening? No. <laughs> no the gardening.
4: This is my question for you. Regarding the gardening, machetes aside... So my older brother has this issue where he could get someone to come in and do something, but he likes to do it all, and he takes it all on his own. He like, he loves to do it. I don't. I like to get things done quicker um, when they're actually doing the work. Right. Do you add things to your plate that you could? Do you, like, do you micromanage, or do you offload?
0: I, I would love to offload, um, but... I think, you know, for better or worse, I have a very artistic brain, so I will see things perhaps in a different way where, you know, if you guys, this is a weird comparison, but if you watch, like, Homicide Hunter and <laughs> the Joe Kenda person walks into the scene and then suddenly the whole scene, like disappears and it's he's playing it out in Shout his out head. to Carl
2: Marino who plays young Joe Kenda. But yeah. like
0: that's sort of how I see the world in everyday life. So it's like I can step into a room and everything can dissolve and I can see the placement and see the settings and see how it all like maps out and plays out. Trying to describe that to someone who doesn't understand how my brain works, it's very hard. So I unfortunately yeah. have to kind of be like no, 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 this is how I micromanage. I mean... I don't mean to bring Kaylin in, but Kaylin and I have Kaylin's done many our, our photo shoots he's, he's together. He's a great
2: photographer. He shoots pictures for the podcast.
0: He's amazing. But Kaylin has firsthand experience of learning how my brain operates when I'm like, <laughs> "Let's do a shoot. <laughs> we're going to do this Look thing." <laughs> that. That. <laughs> Kalen's like, <laughs> yeah. "Yeah, yeah." Like, we're going to do this thing, and it's going to be great. And like, and I'm describing all these things but not actually saying anything at all. And in my mind, it makes perfect sense. But do you
4: start the explanation, describe, what was that murder show? Which Homicide, Homicide Hunter. Hunter. Yeah, so do you start talking about Homicide Hunter, and this then you pull machete, thing. and then you try to explain it to him? Because <laughs> right. I think 99% of people so would be afraid. Are
2: these it's kind of like this murder show that I love. Okay, all right. You come into this dark house with me, <laughs> <Yeah>, and, <laughs> and, and, and one of us emerges, yeah. uh, a victor.
5: But that's really cool. Your brain is basically like the 3D yeah, rendering that you see in these design shows. in a specific mm-hmm. way. And that was part of the problem with the
0: first rug man when I started messaging you before where I was trying to explain how to properly install a rug, which he should have known since that was his job. But he, like, didn't want to do it. And as I was trying to say, well, you have to cut the border and it has to follow the path and it has to go along this route and there's the steps and the platform and the wall, like, comes out so it has to be measured this specific way. And then he just got mad and was like, you just don't know what you want. And I was like. Well, actually, I just told I think, you exactly what I want. I think the problem is that I do know what I yeah. want, but you don't want to do it. And so it's just, it's, it's a very, so I mean, I might be a little either like ADD or OCD or yeah, both. But, I don't you know. know but... Anybody
4: who's in a customer service industry, anybody who has to deal with clients, you need to be good at what you do, and right. then you have to be realistic with what's out of your capability. If that first guy doesn't know how to do what you're asking for, then he's not the right guy for the job. But if the client wants something very specific, the yeah. client deserves to have that very specific and thing, I, and I
2: gotta say, like, a almost a hundred percent of the time, she's right. Like, yes. when when, when oh, she's kind you. of describing stuff, how something should go. Because even at first, when we would do renovation stuff together, I, you know, even Eve I would be like, "Well, I don't know. Are you sure about this?" And then it would, she it would, it would get done the way she wanted. I'd be like, "Oh fuck, you're right." Like, I, I don't know what it is about the way her brain works, but. She does, but she does, like, even though she says, like, well, I would love to offload the work, I know that when it came time to do the gardening stuff that she couldn't do, which was, like, like, pull out the roots of these, like, really big birds of paradise that were kind of junking up the yard...
0: Right. Was, like I chopped bummed. down she, the birds of paradise, yeah. but I couldn't rip the She roots was out. bummed, like, oh no, I guess I
2: can't do this anymore. I was really having fun swinging the machete, and now you know,
4: this is the part <laughs> Introduce that we her can't. to a bobcat. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna have to pull, bring in a bobcat to break up some concrete. But what I've noticed is that with anyone who um, is is going through a renovation, you you really have to be comfortable with a higher than what you would expect percentage of things just going wrong or what what we found when you know we were doing other renovations is that because we don't want to sound like it's it's not that lydia is like a jerk to micromanage people but a lot of times if you just kind of our experience has been this is just historical data if you kind of leave crews to their own devices they'll just do stuff and you're like Why did you tile that? Like, they just do Why is it
0: upside down? Yeah, why? why, why, why No one asked anything. (laughs) And so
2: you do have to, like, and then you have to pay to rip it out and put it back in. And you, so you, there is a certain amount of micromanaging. And if you're a contractor, if you're a subcontractor, I, I'm not trying to come down no, you for this. No, but no. it is. But it is a thing that happens very consistent, Or people just don't show up. And you're like, how do you run a business if you just don't show up? <laughs> oh, my
4: God. Me. <laughs> well, you think about it, With our shows, what we do. So we had, for example, just before Christmas, we had 39 renovations on the go for the shows. Yeah. All at one time. 39 renovations. That's so wild. And... With that many, we have different construction crews, Crews, we have different trades working with us. If one person doesn't do what they're supposed to do when they're supposed to do it, it can throw off the whole chain. Yes. And so it, it really is a frustration that I know very, very well. It's very, very frustrating. Because
2: everything has sort of a, <coughs> a, a fulcrum point where it's like, okay, so we can't redo the windows until we redo the walls, but we can't redo mm-hmm. the walls until we do the floor the tile. We can't do this. And- yeah, we have to do this. And so if like the tile guy doesn't show up and he's the first stage... Then it's time and money because it that it's that domino effect of yeah. just, like, now nothing can happen. And now if you're a week behind, then everyone, some other guy might be another week behind. And all of a sudden, you've just tacked on an additional yeah. month, you know, so. And
4: especially, too, on um, Property Brothers Forever Home, like, we can't, our homeowners, they pay for the renovation. A lot of people think it's a free reno. It's not. We stretch a budget like no one can. But... It's still their budget. So if we start, you know, misaligning our schedule and missing certain permits and then have to double up on costs, it all comes out of the homeowner's pocket and we don't want that. So, sure. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, but, you know, you, you find some good trades. Did my rug guy work out for you?
0: Uh, his schedule didn't work out, but I managed to find my mom's old family friend. So oh, all right, good. so you got it done. He's been doing the stuff, yes.
2: Nice. Good yeah, job. yeah, we had to carpet because we have like wood stairs and
4: we had to put run- runners down well, he, the stairs. I,
0: I, they saw the video. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's,
4: there's a, I got, but it was great. I, see, I'm a very detail-oriented person. Linda loves to see the detail as well. And so for me, to see everything that was in your head with what you sent over is perfect. Right. I think some people might, if, if somebody just likes to kind of get in and do some quick job, it would overwhelm them, and right. they're not the right person for that right. kind of detail.
2: Well, so it'd be interesting to talk about couple dynamics and renovation, too, because... You know, like, we survived... A ma- our relationship survived a major renovation in the months leading up to our wedding. Yeah. Same for us. Dur- like yeah. That we were living in the house. Yeah, so like we were, like, moving
0: it. room to room. We started in the basement. Yeah. And then, like... Because that the had the
2: working room. bathroom. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that was the part that they weren't, you know, so we would just sort of move around while a wedding was being planned and while... And mm-hmm. I have to say, I think we got through it pretty well, but... I also there were we,
0: there were some tense moments, oh, but we course, survived it. So we just we just
2: recently had a really <laughs> stupid argument that I was totally my fault, which was I don't even
0: remember what it was. <laughs> so
2: it was this. It was that um, uh, that th- this house that we're redoing. Lydia started doing a bunch of stuff, and I was like, "You didn't like? Shouldn't we?" Um, Shouldn't we collaborate on this? Because like when she gets an idea in her head, she just runs yeah. and just starts doing it because she just wants to get it done.
0: Yes, this is true. But I I will one conversation is enough for me. Yeah. And then it's like go time. Yeah. Yeah. We did wait. talk about <laughs> it. She just
2: gets shit done because she wants to get it done.
0: But Chris does like to have multiple conversations about things. This is true. So like he'll we'll have a conversation about something. And I think it's done, but then, like, (laughs) two months later, he'll be like, so wait, I just wanted to go over the paint color. And And I'm like, I don't, what are you you talking about? I thought that was done two months ago. So what's
2: your, so, like, what's, and by the way, it was totally, I was just, I don't know, I was in a weird mood, and I think I was just being butthurt that day. I was like, "You're, you're just doing these things, and you're not involving me. I want to be involved. And she was like, I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this for us to get this shit done. And I was like, that's. Ch- oh, God! Damn. Yeah. And so like, what is your dynamic when you guys are getting things done? And how do you, cause this is just good advice for any couple going through renovation can be very stressful for people, mm-hmm. especially if they're living through it. So what is your, like, do you have an agreement? Is it unspoken? Do you handle different things? How do you communicate during a, a reno when you, yeah. when it's your own home?
5: Yeah. I, I think it's best to admit, our own expertise and, like, admit, like, what you're, what you're good at and what I'm good at, like, I will never try to know about, like, construction stuff. Um, but when it comes to design, I think we're lucky in that we're almost on the same page, and I find that I sometimes push your boundaries a little,
4: Yeah, well, which is fun. Was, with our house here in Hancock Park as well, it was the same thing. There were certain areas where Linda brought in some amazing ideas, and I, I was nervous because we had never designed together before, but the, the finding – Lydia is basically Linda and me combined because <laughs> Linda is this creative genius like there's so many amazing ideas that she brings to the table mm-hmm. but she will then go on forever Linda will continue to think about it and <laughs> That's change, where I'm more like, like Chris Stop. Yeah, yeah. Stop, Linda. And then I'll come in and I'll be like alright the conversation has been had we'll get this thing done yeah. and so I really am the implementer and she's the idea machine um, but I find together though <laughs> I mean in this room we're all creative people in different ways but I think Linda and I balance balance each other out perfectly because I like – I'm very analytical. I like to – and I'm also very creative. But I like to come up with those ideas, work it through, and then I'll take the lead and get it done.
2: Yeah. I mean I really like to percolate on things to make sure that I still feel that way because I know like in a moment you might go, yeah, let's do this. And then you sit on it for a while and you go, oh, I've actually changed my mind. Yeah. And so – but, but Lydia – and I think she's right. Just like once we kind of say something – she just gets it done because, then otherwise, things just don't get done. You know, like yeah. that—that's how that's how things just sit around, and then you end up with like something that's unfinished in your house that you always have to justify to your friends. Well, we're working on this, you know. <laughs> where yeah. she
4: just wants to get the shit done. I and, and I'm one hundred percent. I can't stand an idea. You know, there's so many great ideas that come your way, but you can't act on absolutely everything. But I hate having something that's part way done yeah. and, or a physical renovation in the house. I cannot stand having trades coming into the house all the time and 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 linda doesn't like that either but if it started we're getting it done right away so we can enjoy it and and the homeowners are the same when we work with homeowners on the show and they've waited like a decade they're like we've always wanted to renovate our kitchen but you know we thought we'd wait a while and then just before we sell the house maybe we'll do that i'm like why? Because why
3: you not never why get make to it? Enjoy yeah, it.
5: exactly. You yeah. don't get yeah. to enjoy
4: it at all. Get it done now. Customize it how you want. And who knows? In 10, 20 years if you decide you want to renovate it a different way, well then you'll enjoy it at that point. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. It's right. the
5: same reason I can't ever get a tattoo. Like I could not make up my mind. I would Oh my god, that's the to. same for me. I I don't know what I love enough other than the people in my lives, but I can't tattoo everyone's names on me. And and
2: so like you have that fear of like oh you'd get the tattoo and after it you'd be like
5: fuck yeah and, oh
2: why this
4: one
5: yeah and then I'll look at ways to like hey can you change that shape into something else?
4: Well, what oh, I do though, no. with the dolphin on my lower back, I, just, I tweak <laughs> it a little bit. I'll add a little smile on the one here and then yeah. another fin. Yeah, that's really nice. I'm, I'm just picturing that now. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a, someone cute. should you should Photoshop that.
2: <laughs> we should Photoshop that and put it up for the podcast like Drew's dolphin dolphin you
3: know, stand. We did
4: years ago I, I cracked a joke. I think I actually said a dolphin tattoo on my lower back on Property Brothers. Like just in a scene just as a haha moment. And the biggest thing we had on social media the fans were asking about was to see my tattoo. They all thought it was real. I'm oh, like no. I don't really have that maybe it <laughs> is. Maybe
3: it's it's done. Done. But
4: the nipple ring, that's a whole other thing. It's maybe the dolphin's jumping through the nipple
2: ring. Who? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, dolphins. This is a great idea. It's a great idea. But um, as I said our I I also I always defer to Lydia and not because she's ever said like, you know, ask my permission before you do stuff, but I just trust her and I, tr- and, and I feel better because again, I feel like she's usually right with stuff. Yeah. And so if I say like, well, I'm, I'm thinking about doing this at this one place, she's really good at going, no, that would be weird because it's not this or this. And like I told you on your podcast, she was also the person that taught me when you're putting when you're when you're doing the interior on your house, I would say like, well, this house is Spanish, so we should only have this type of furniture. So she said, no, you need to find what speaks to you and then it'll all speak to each other because you're the connection point. Don't try to... Fit it to the you know like obviously yeah. we're not going to put in a like a super modern thing in an old Spanish house, but with furniture it's like you know we have some you know um, Georgian type furniture, we have some Victorian type furniture, we have yeah. some Spanish Colonials
4: type. Be eclectic, yeah. Well, and but like but art the pieces all
0: though because I know like you were like oh we should get these antique paintings. I'm like well I have some like sweet tooth and like all like deface and like really funky modern like street art, and he's like. But it doesn't go with the house. I'm like, but it's art. But it it goes with you. It's not supposed to go with the house. Art is just an expression. And, like, I feel bad because I know there's a lot of amazing, like, modern houses out there by famous architects. But, like, it always kind of hurts my soul a little bit when, like, the house itself is just the piece of art and there's nowhere to – put a frame on the wall or anything and like you don't exist you're just in the house but the house like consumes you I
4: I do find uh, there's so many designers out there that when they're designing with a client they're always pushing their agenda what their design aesthetic is on the client and I didn't go to school for design. I learned design through what we do, flipping houses, understanding what people are looking for. Jonathan went to school for construction design. But we have always had that feeling of, we're never going to force something on people. I'm here. To, we'll open up your eyes to new um, new types of design or architecture that you've never seen. But at the end of the day, you're the one who lives in the house. We want to make sure this is the perfect house for you. And that's why you know we're at 400 episodes now. We've done 400 families. We've Jesus. renovated four for the shows. And not a single one of those houses is the same because every homeowner is different.
2: And and some people do want someone to come in and just totally like, yeah. you know, make it like a hotel. I can just move in or whatever. But it's also like finding the right balance with stuff. And Lydia, also, like, we I remember having conversations because we have a lot of vintage taxidermy and I'm like, I don't know, maybe we shouldn't put this one in the entryway because maybe it'll put people off. And she's like... It's our house. Like it doesn't. <laughs> like they don't have. It, the, no one else has to like it.
4: Also, yeah. not a conversation anyone else ever has. My text to I want to put here. Or no, yeah, maybe also, if downstairs. someone's
0: gonna come over to our house and judge us or not like us based on like random shit we have everywhere, like I don't want exactly. to have them over. It, it like, is, like, I, like I wouldn't it, go to that. someone's expression. house and be like how dare you put that throw pillow there That's Like, so offensive. I just I would never yeah I want to point out
4: we are looking at a Teddy Ruxpin with a blown out face oh yeah yeah so this is an example of the little creatures and things that you have everyone that but what we love is that it's so you guys it's so unique no it really is like it's everything in your house is so unique every room and area that you go is so unique very thoughtfully put together even your wallpaper choices in each each space speak to you it's speak like to the space a
5: museum of you guys yeah yeah That's what well, it feels
2: the, like well I like I said it like I said on your podcast I think we're very lucky that we we'll have almost the exact same t- like it's we're our Venn diagrams are right on top of each other yeah it's so extremely we like similar. the exact same stuff so we kind of know so this like exploded melted teddy ruxpin mm-hmm. is great. And it's something that, you know, like Lydia might have in her workspace, but I might, I would have it in mine and right now it's Mm -hmm. in mine, but we share a lot of the stuff too, because it's, if I like something or she likes something, there's a better than average chance the other person is really going to like it too. So that, that has been very helpful, but what advice do you give to people whose sensibilities are totally
4: different? Which is a lot of couples. Most I mean, couples. Most yeah. couples, they really are. It's really surprising. That, yeah. When you have that, a differentiation on what you want in your home, um, on top of having it all dirty and dusty and being worked on like during a renovation, that is the recipe for a disaster with relationships. And so it is really tough for a lot of people to get on the same page. Our, you know, Jonathan and myself, it, we really are almost therapists of the home space. We're trying to help people through the process, take the, the burden off their shoulders, and we'll deal with a lot of the hassles but the the main thing is just trying to showcase like I'll I'll take people to an inspiration home and trying to show them different aspects of homes that have blended styles mm-hmm. if it's a transitional look they're going for or if sometimes somebody loves something very vintage, very traditional and then somebody else is extremely modern mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay well let's look at spaces within the house where we can maybe go a little more one way than the other it's tough like at the end of the day we usually end up getting people to agree on the let you know the husband will lead the kitchen space the Wife will leave the master suite, uh, suite space. So people divide and conquer within. And at the end of the day, we also can use decor pieces and furniture pieces to blend that style too. And it makes people right. happy. So yeah. not everyone's to the extreme. Like you guys are to the extreme. with Your, your, your style is so unique. And I, I, I honestly, we love it. Everyone we know who's ever been to your house absolutely loves it. Most couples aren't that specific with a kind of a look um, that they want. It, most people are just like, you know, like in a magazine when you see, what do you call it, modern? That's what most people are like. <laughs> well,
2: she also knows how to find, like there's a very specific wallpaper that yeah, is in the, um, it's in the first room of the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland.
0: Oh, it, yeah. And, the, the lilies.
2: Yeah. And so we have this like secret bookcase stairway and Lydia found, th- and that paper is really hard to find. And she was like, oh, I found it. <laughs> At, you know, Bradbury and Bradbury, which is one of the oldest wallpaper... Like, she fucking yes,
0: found the paper! <laughs> In the United States, it's the oldest wallpaper manufacturing wow. company. But, like, it's not even really listed on their site. You kind of have to deep dive, hmm. and then you can't even order off the site. You have to call them, and yeah. it's very old-fashioned, but I love it. And they make so many incredible papers.
2: Yeah, that, and I and think... Um, what are... Scalamandre you like, too? I like
0: Scalamandre, yeah. I like their fabrics a little bit more.
2: And
4: Lincrusta? Uh,
0: yeah. Or linchusa, Lincrusta, which yeah, the is that that paintable wallpaper, that
2: paintable wallpaper mm. that's like it's like
0: the
4: you know, texture.
2: Thick and texture,
0: yeah.
4: And yeah stuff. You did that on the room upstairs. I did, yeah. There yeah.
2: was there was there was molding, and yeah. there was a space which I think it might have been originally, but in the you know in, in the early part of the 20th century, in houses that couldn't afford to, like they didn't want to spend like yeah. the wood carving, mm. you know, they would have yeah. this like firm kind of paintable wallpaper that looked like molded like wood. like yeah. carved wood, and so. Mm. That's what we put in there, and I think it looks pretty, pretty neato, but she found that shit, and she knows, (laughs) she just knows how to find this amazing stuff, and so I have found that it's been such a great thing for our relationship to be able to do these projects together because I genuinely get, I get so excited about, like, what thing are we going to create together, and at the end of it, it's like a pure expression of our relationship and our love for each other and our you know, our excitement about working together on something and and manifesting a physical representation yeah. of, you know, that yeah. period in our lives. You know what
4: I love? Uh, like, you guys having something like this, like like how you click so well in your home. It's such a big part of everyone's life. But most right. most couples don't have that same connection with their design aesthetics. Lynn and I are very much the same. Overall, we have that same um feel and look that we wanted to have in our home. And we love a lot of vintage pieces as well, which we like to blend in, but we like modern functionality. And um, I, I find one, one of our, the things that we ta- always talk about though is um, in a relationship, I think it's very important to find something that you guys can learn to love together. So mm-hmm. if it's similar interests, whatever it is, but your home is where you spend the majority of your life. And the fact that that is your shared interest is pretty, pretty cool. Mo- literally yeah. most people don't have that.
2: Well, that, and so...
0: the only area that we differentiate, not drastically... Is he like I? If I could, I would <laughs> probably have an even crazier collection than Guillermo del Toro, and the whole house would be covered with props. Yeah, and old
2: movie. And Chris props. sort of
0: gets me to dial it back a little bit. And <laughs>
2: I never thought I would be that person. I never thought I would be the right, damper, the damper switch.
0: <laughs> but Chris also, alternatively, really likes antiques, which is amazing because I love them too. But I only like them if they're functional. Yeah. So if they don't serve a purpose and you can't use it like if it's just going to be something that if you touch it if it gets a scratch or like mm. if you have to use it for something and like if it's too precious I don't want it because it has yeah. no purpose but what if
4: the purpose is his visual enjoyment
0: Oh, yes <laughs> this well, is therapy well so
4: because there's a
2: really there is a really interesting dividing line and I, and I and this might sound minor but I wonder which side of the fence people fall on this but I will buy like a lot of antique books and put them up for the aesthetic quality and Lydia's like I I'm hate
0: I'm not going to read it. Yeah, she's like cuz she, like she has she yeah. has a lot of
2: really amazing first edition copies of things and she's like I don't love the idea of putting up books purely for aesthetic reasons only. Like, if you're going to put them up, you should experience them, and they should yep. be read. And so, where do you guys fall? I'm, we're, I'm we're with so Lydia. Yeah, and I'm with you. <laughs> I just love a, a pretty
4: looking old book. Um, no. yeah. I'm with
5: Lydia. I, I don't like things that are too precious. Yeah. Like, if, if kids don't feel comfortable running around in here and having fun in here, I then there's something wrong. Like, I don't want right. people to feel like, oh, I can't ooh, yeah. I can't breathe on but it. But
4: with the kids, for example, like, we have our nieces over, and uh, this past holiday we had 18 family members staying with us and it was a busy house. <laughs> but the kids all run around, they're just being kids. But yeah. I, I I look at one of our dining chairs and it's a, they're all fabric chairs, and, and there's a pen mark across it, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> and then I just I kind of vented a little bit. I'm laugh. like, and she laughs, she's like, It's kid kids, and then I go to the living room and one of our, our green, you know, those green yeah. um, suede chairs yeah. has a big blue pen mark across <laughs> oh, no. it. I'm like, I oh my yeah. god. And then I have this panic moment because right now, when the kids are there, I put most of our antiques and our collectibles into my my office. <laughs> And, uh, and I'm like, I saw them in my office the other day. I was like, ah! Yeah! And I have that old guitar, the 1890 Martin yeah. guitar that I got. And I'm like, yeah, I go racing in there. Luckily, they didn't touch anything in there. But I do. Uh, there's a balance for me. Like, for example, that old guitar, I had it restrung. And, and it was actually almost in, in perfect condition. But I put nylon strings on it so it was less stress on the guitar yeah. on, on the bridge. And, and so you, you could play it. But I don't want anybody playing it. I want that just to be shown on the shelf. That's on the really so I'm funny. Yeah, she's not like that. Yeah, she's like, not, she's not like, like that if at all. Like, you're not
0: going to play that damn thing, then what? The point? Because not- we're
4: we're getting a <laughs> yeah. we're getting a dog in a,
2: in about a I don't know three weeks or something. I was going to
0: ask you. Yes, yeah, so, so we're so
2: we're getting a dog because we lost our kitty over the holidays, yeah. and you know, Lydia was like, I don't, I don't. She was she and the cat were so connected. She was like, I don't think I can have another cat, but I don't like that there's no loving pet energy in the house. Yeah. Yeah. and so we're going dog, and she's like, it'll be a good practice with kids because I'm very tense about like. Oh, you know, because if a, if a chair is, like, like 200 years though, old, I'm it has survived for two centuries.
4: Which and if means some,
0: it can handle that shit. Which means it
4: didn't it. have that little brat <laughs> jumping yeah. up and down the back of it. <laughs> exactly
0: if it right. survived that long, so, it means it can take it. <laughs> this is where I feel
2: like this is, this is the but healthy like, part he of, the the of the compromise the But, like, he gets upset if the floor gets
0: scuffed, and I'm, like the asshole's, like, scraping the furniture all along it. I'm like, um, oh, yeah, I did that. He's I wouldn't like,
4: have seen that in you. I, I I'm you like, yeah, floor. it's no, a floor. it's me. It's me. I'm like, <laughs>
3: exactly.
2: everything's, like, you can't, like, if I, if I, 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 I would probably, I would probably literally, like, have a two days worth of diarrhea if I came, <laughs> if I came into our house and I saw a bunch of kids, like, jumping up on stuff and, like, writing us, I'm like,
4: no! Actually, your house is actually even more in danger because you have so many of your pieces that look like toys. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah they fucking are Disney toys. shit
4: and gremlins, and they totally look... I yeah,
0: re- but I play with them. I drag <laughs> them around the house <laughs> and stuff. I don't so want to know know not there. And I don't I'm want to like know that. I'm walking around the house with a gremlin, that. and he's... <laughs> no,
2: I know. I mean, I have a joke in my act about it, how, like, you know, mint condition is one sticky finger away from becoming garbage, you know? where it's yeah. just like...
0: But this is funny because I bought Chris... Um, like, unopened new Ren and Stimpy comics. But, like, this is really funny, and I'm sure everyone in the nerd world is going (laughs) to hate me for this. But, like... I wanted new comics because I wanted to open and read the new comics just for myself. <laughs> yeah. But Chris has taken them away and hidden them from me, so I can't open them and read them. What he doesn't know is
3: before you gave them to him, out you in the opened open. It, I didn't open them, but yeah. I wanted
0: to because I was like, isn't this exciting? Now we can read. And he's like, <gasps> you're the first one. No. Well, as soon as, as, soon as she and I was like, what? I just wanted to read them. As, as, like, as soon as she said, too? like,
2: oh, we should open these and read these, I was like, I'll be right back. And then <laughs> I didn't hide them per se, but they're just not out in the open. But like all my collectible
0: toys, too, the first thing, like, I found this amazing amazing spider gremlin and you know the seller had this whole thing about like oh it's been in the box it's never been it's opened. not original it
2: wasn't in the movie it was just it was it's, a limited but edition but it's like
0: one of okay. like 20 spider gremlin Neca props that's like it's a smaller scale but it's still pretty large but it was in a brown cardboard box so the first thing i did as soon as it came <laughs> home i was like whipped out the knife pulled open that box and i was like um, yes i have my Gremlin! <laughs> like. I, I want every to every nerd that's
4: listening right now just cried a yeah, little. Yeah, but,
0: but it's not theirs. It's mine, and I, it. it yeah. and I want to enjoy it, and I want to play with it, and I want to be able to appreciate it.
2: Yeah, yeah that, that is... Hey, I'm Ryan
1: Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right! We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
0: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh, oh, oh.
3: <sighs>
0: That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of
1: someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy. Like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting
4: the morning right.
1: Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm-mm-mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah.
2: That is the de- definitely like a good dividing line and a good area of compromises. Sort of like when are you, you know, protecting something and when are you living and when are you yeah. experiencing it and how can you... I mean, obviously, you know if there's a Superman comic in Superman number one, you wouldn't want to take that out and read it. I know yeah. she probably would, but you wouldn't <laughs> yeah. want to read it. But, <laughs> but for, for most things, like, yeah, I am starting to come around and be like, yeah, you know what, they should be enjoyed and they yeah. should be appreciated because they're not doing, unless it's purely an investment
4: and not like, right, right. But not but like a life Most lot of, of the time I find collecting of any kind is not an investment. I find most people try to say it's an investment. For example, I collect coins. And I totally admit, I'm a total nerd for it. But I love old vintage coins. I have coins from 2,000 years ago. (gasps) Um, And it's awesome. It's not an investment. I'm paying like 30 or $50 for a quarter. Right. <laughs> it's not an investment. I'm an idiot if it's an investment, but it's something cool to hand down to my grandkids. But what Lynn and I feel is with anything we collect, whether it's in the, these old typewriters we have or I have an old school bell from the 1700s, and um, those things, it's a story. There's a story behind mm-hmm. it. There's a reason we, we have it, somewhere we got it, some cool story. And if we can't showcase these pieces to be able to talk about the stories, I don't want it. Right.
5: Well, yeah, yeah and you don't want the story to end with you. Like I, I always think of... The objects having a story itself. Like, what did they go through with this family, with the past family? And then I think of, like, Toy Story, the movie. Like, if your toy was just sitting on the shelf the whole time, like, that would be so boring for that toy. Right,
3: because They would get sad.
2: I think there's a, there's a, there's <laughs> sort of like um, a, a fundamental, a fundamental outlook that I have about. So, like, I, you know, I have that pre-stored K-Bear skeleton in the living room. And, the way that I see it is that, you know, we collect these things that we love, but it's also admitting that our ownership of them is temporary. Mm-hmm. And because obviously we, we don't know, no one lives forever. And so what I see is that we are merely curating these things for a time, caring for them so that they, you know, like... Survive the the time stream throughout you know throughout the they survive the future and that we are caring for them this time and then they will be yeah. hopefully passed on to people who will all because they've survived for a long period of time. Well, but what I
4: don't like you know now nowadays to find some of these items. It's a lot harder because it's so commercialized now and and so easy for people to reach um, you know uh, cl- collectors or people looking to buy different things. And it's uh, it's frustrating to me though when so- there's so many people I get taken advantage of. Um, like for example the house next door the estate sale they had a stamp collection and some of these stamps were back from like the 1700s this this collection was definitely worth a lot of money and this guy made the the beneficiary sign this, this stamp collector guy he made them sign uh before he quoted what it would be worth, the whole uh, collection, she had to sign something saying that he's allowed to buy it for what he appraises it at. Which is and such a conflict it's of interest. such a conflict of, of interest. Insane. And so he bought it for $1,800. And that's criminal. I, and so when I think of, you know, stuff moves around, it has different people, and we're just curating it, that just annoys me when it goes somewhere, that it's just purely for the money or mm-hmm. the greed. Right. And it's not actually to be enjoying. I want items, no matter what it is, to be somewhere that it's going to be enjoyed.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, and also... Also, like, I mean... Your house could burn down and then you lose everything. Like, it's just if you're not appreciating it, like, it could all be gone. It's yeah. still, just it is stuff. stuff.
2: It still is <laughs> stuff. You're absolutely right. And I've gotten better about that. But I also, you know, because there's almost nothing in our house that was manufactured in a modern factory. Mm-hmm. There's a it for me. It's also the story and the experience. Like she and I could tell you pretty much where every piece of everything came from, and it's like, oh, we brought you know, like we had this shipped back from Austria because you know, like our first big trip was to Austria in 2015, and we had this really cool you know 1700s painted armoire that we we had sent back. And so, very fancy. Everything is everything is like everything is a story, and everything was part of us like experiencing it together. Even if it was just. You know, we were lying in bed one night. We were both surfing around, you know, looking at different, you know, the first dibs or all good things or whatever. And we, oh, look at this really cool. Oh, that's really cool. And then we got it. We know where everything was. And yeah. it's, so it's all been a part of our relationship story mm-hmm.
4: so with, with that in mind because you guys have collected a lot and i mean literally every time we come over you've collected a bit more like we we did a, a show um a year or two ago with william shatner where we actually went and renovated two of his fans like his diehard star trek fans we went and renovated their fan caves and so oh, wow. the, what i thought was very sad though is a lot of them their entire garages are stuffed full of old paraphernalia and cool things but you can't get in to see any of it. And so what we were doing is we came in and we gave it uh, – we, we made things more visible so they had more of a curated look. And right. then you could showcase it. So when you get things, do you find that sometimes you, you've collected so many things? Like when you showed me that one time your guest house and it was full of all these cool pieces but it was just sort of all piled in there. Yeah. Does that, does that really bother you when you can't showcase what you have?
0: Oh, well, that I mean right now that house – we haven't started work on that one yet. So a lot of what's in there is like – For that a- house?
4: It will, it I will think a lot it, of probably likely, likely for, for that, that house. house, but it's
2: also like you know when we, ha- I mean, we could open a fucking antique store. Oh, yeah. you know, with the stuff that we I'm, have. I don't
0: think I would want no, to. No, I know, <laughs> but 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 <laughs> the way everything. that I the
2: way that I think of it is that they're just pieces that haven't found their place yet. <laughs> like, yeah. but they will. But I don't. I don't think. I I'm and maybe I'm wrong about this. I still don't think we're hoarders per se because we don't just <laughs> like. Oh, we just, you know, I just bought five chairs. I mean, like, there are times where things will just show up because, like, one of us will get excited about it. But I do believe that eventually everything, you know, almost everything will have a place. I wouldn't say yeah.
4: you're hoarders in any way because in your house, you have a lot of stuff, but it all has purpose and all has place. So that's not thats yeah. not hoarding at all. I, hoarding is when you get... Three hundred rolls of toilet paper and put it in your bathtub because there's nowhere else to put it. But it's because there was a sale at <laughs> right. Walmart. Yeah, that's hoarding. But one of my for
0: like piles of papers just for yeah. No but reasons. one of the things yeah. that I'm
4: like really that I'm really proud of, stuff,
2: and I don't think I've even told you this, and this is an honest to god truth, is that you know I respect Lydia's opinion so much that when I redid this podcast cabin, and you know the first time it was done and she came in, she was like, "You've done a really amazing job here." I was like, I almost wanted Aww. to cry because I just felt like. It was such a... Well, yeah, because it's like her opinion matters to me more than anyone else's. And so for her to say like... You did a really amazing job, and you did this pretty much on your own. But the truth is, like, I still was saying, like, oh, do you, like, what do you think about that? I was still yeah. tapping her opinions. Secretly <laughs> tapping her Here <laughs> and there. But it, but I was so, I was really proud of that because she genuinely said, oh, you, this is really cool what you did to this room. And that meant a lot to me. Oh,
4: I think-
0: well, It's amazing in here. It is. And it's so true to, like, who you are and what you love and just everything.
4: Yeah. I, and, and you can see that, too. Everything I did, too, even whether it's on the shows or whether we're doing an appearance on something else or, uh a fanning uh engagement, like a I don't know, like a home show or something. Everything I do, I always kinda of lean over to Linda and I get that last little like <laughs> yeah. bit of approval yeah. because she she is, like you said, with Lydia, she's almost always right about whatever it is that she says or whatever the opinion is. And it's always coming from a place of love. I know she has my best interests in mind as well. And I just like having that extra little bit of Either you're going to confirm what I was already thinking, or you're going to take it to an even better level. That so the thing you just said, I think, is one of the most important
2: relationship things that people can understand, and hopefully they do because I think it could avoid a lot of, you know, because every couple has, you know, there are points where you're just tired and you have stupid arguments over nothing and stuff, but but it's sort of the understanding that like no matter what. I am always going to come from a place of love and, you know, Lydia's always going to come from a place of love. It's never to try to, you know, it, like, if you understand that as a couple, I feel like you could avoid a lot of stuff because even if there's something you don't understand, you still know, like, well, they're not trying to fuck me yeah. over. Like, yeah. it's, you know, yeah. like, obviously the intent... <laughs> so, even if you don't agree, understanding yeah. that the intention is is altruistic is yeah. is, is Well, I would
0: think that the end result would also showcase that because like it'd be very transparent if somebody did something based off of like yeah well I just wanted this thing so I did this thing and like live with it where like with everything that I do you know yes I do things quickly and I can make really rash decisions and like jump into it really fast but with every single choice and every step along the way it's like I'm doing it for Chris, in a sense. Yeah. So it's all coming from a place of love so that it's almost like a physical
5: like, manifestation,
0: yeah, manifestation of, love. of yeah. the love to make it better yeah. and for him.
4: And I, I think th- having different, you know, because everybody's different. Every single person. I'm even a twin, but Jonathan and I are very different. <laughs> and uh, huh, people don't know this. Um, but, you know, it comes from a place of love. But I do find like a lot of times when we have an argument, um, it does come from our perspective. For, right. like and we always and Linda and I remind ourselves of this all the time because I communicate one way I'm very I'm sort of loud and I'm to the point. And uh, like Jonathan and me when we communicate with each other, we just get to the point. It's like a short form conversation we've had this our whole lives and it's very efficient and I love it. But if I turn and talk that way to Lydia or if I turn and talk that way to Linda or if I talk that way to you, um, I find sometimes people forget that what I'm intending to come across is not how it's received. Because they don't have that years and that yeah. shorthand and the understanding. Exactly. And, and so that, a lot of our arguments is that I, I come talking to Linda very sort of that short to the point, And then she needs more time to kind of like think things through and communicate. And then it just comes across aggressive. And then sometimes there's where she's really over like working over some expressive. thought. Yeah. And then I'm just like, we need to get to the point here. <laughs> Let's just get to the point No,
0: here. again, I'm still just like two of you combined. Yeah, she is. Yeah. I, I, subtlety is not my forte. So, like, I, I'm i always very blunt, good or bad. And I also have, like, a resting bitch voice. So, <laughs> I'll say things, and especially if I'm a little tired or I'm just, like, being blunt, I just sound like an asshole. Even though, if, even if I'm saying something nice, it'll just sound like, wait, is that, like...
4: I really I love know. you tonight. It's like,
0: yeah,
2: <laughs> Whoa! Wait, what? Is that sarcastic? What you saying? When we were getting, when we first started dating, when we were getting, and then we were, when we were going to get married, she was like, "Listen, you know, like I'm kind of honest to a fault, maybe, but she said I will always be straight with you, and I will always tell you what I feel, it, no matter like what the consequences of that are, because I don't know how else to be.
0: But then I'm overly communicative about that because yeah. if I have an opinion or if I don't understand something, it's like. Yeah, I'll just uh, I'll keep sort of rerunning it and it's almost like, you know, it's almost like a math equation how there can be multiple ways yeah. to solve one equation where I might have a very vastly different way of getting to the end that yeah. you do. Mm-hmm. So, if I have a conclusion and I get there, well it's like, okay, well now we have to go backtrack and go through whatever yeah. this is mm-hmm. to get there. So, I'm very blunt and very to the point, but now we have to overly communicate this thing because mm-hmm. now I'm just confused. But at also all. but also <laughs> the
2: the the, ups, the the other side of that is that, you know, She's like, but if I tell you something, you know you can believe it. So if I say right. like, hey, I really love this room that you did. I know she means I really
4: love this room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If she didn't like it, she'd be like, oh, I don't know. I mean, See, maybe- that I lo- direct communication, whether you want to hear it or not, is the basis of everything I believe in a relationship. And I right. think that's one thing that does help Linda and me is because I, I've never understood when people communicate, whether it's in a relationship or just with friends or coworkers, when you say what you don't mean. Mm-hmm. But if you actually think about it in society – Everyone does that. And I'm like, all you're doing is creating confusion and bad communication. Because no one wants
2: right? to hurt anyone's no, feelings exactly. and no one wants the consequences and no one wants to be the, you know, the bearer of negative news and yeah. because it, it, it can a lot of times totally backfire and create yeah. a situation. Where you're like, I fucking just didn't say anything. But see, I have
0: always like, for better or worse with all of my friendships and everybody in my life, I've always been that person where I'll be like, you know what? I would rather you hate me for being honest with you. Yeah. Than my having to stand here to save this friendship that's now built on a lie because mm-hmm. I didn't tell you whatever yeah. this thing was do you yeah.
4: find now with how <laughs> direct I am compared to how sort of and Linda's the most heartfelt person you'll ever meet, like she really puts everyone else's emotions first. Have I sort of corrupted you to the dark side of my <laughs> ways or because I feel what, you pulled you, me a little to in you your being direction
5: blunt, um, yeah, you have influenced me in in a positive way that you know encourages me to speak up whenever i, you know, feel like it. But what i find that people don't expect from me is when i am upset or not even upset but just not like super bubbly, <laughs> they think i'm mad. And yeah. i'm like, i don't have to be like, you know, bouncing off the walls to be happy. Like just because i'm not smiling at you doesn't mean i'm unhappy or like i'm mad at you. I so what annoys me if is if i speak up, i'm taken as like being upset or like being bitchy, not not like to you, but like just in general, right. and I don't think that's fair. No, I'll right. Yeah. Not just fair. because I'm typically not loud.
4: Well, I think like you had said earlier, like knowing that it always comes from a place of love. Exactly when we communicate. Yeah. Whether she speaks up or, or or whether I'm the one that's like babble talking because I always do, mm-hmm. um, we always end up knowing there are multiple ways to come to a solution. There are multiple ways to solve whatever the issue is. At the end of the day, this is even the same and, in design. There's more than one in way the to end, design a room.
5: In the end, we realize like what are we fighting about? Like right. we're just talking about the same thing, and it's just semantics. Well,
2: I also think I also think they're sort of unfair gender dynamics. Totally. Like when a guy is, when a guy kind of says what he wants to be like that dude's assertive, and when a woman asserts herself and She's people speechy. are like, yeah, and so it's a completely imbalance of, so like, what she was saying in the beginning, like, working with contractors and subcontractors, you know, not taking her seriously, it's like, what, what the fuck is she supposed to do? You know? If like, you're not, yeah. like, what...
0: Well, and, like, there's a lot of times, like, where, even, like, even not that long ago, where it's like, you know, things are getting done and we're doing all this work and, like, you know, if I'm trying to get something done quickly, but... I have to check in with Chris and someone's coming back to me. And I was like, you know, why are you asking me? I told you you need to call Chris. And it, it wasn't that long ago where someone was like hesitant and kind of having this panic attack to call Chris. And I was like are you afraid of him? He's not the one you should be afraid of. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, what? And I was
4: like, yeah. They just hear this He's not the one that you should sound. be afraid of. Yeah.
0: Like, just call yeah. him right now. Yeah.
4: And it is, you know, actually, we find the same thing though. Like, like people will be afraid to talk to me.
3: That's so weird. Um, and, and
4: then they'll talk to Linda. I, I mean, I think the way we communicate too, again, with me being very to the point, I think sometimes that is a little bit more fearful. People don't want to kind of be, like, they think they're going to be in trouble with me, which is never not the case, but right. they find it, Linda's so easy to talk to. And um and she really you know, not that I don't listen to people when I talk to them, but um but Linda really listens and takes in what you're saying and I just kinda get to the point more and I think it does scare people.
2: Yeah, which is funny because I don't think I in, in general, I don't think I've given anyone well, a you reason. You
0: usually then tell them to talk to me. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I'm like,
2: Oh, so... you're gonna have to talk to Lydia about that. I <laughs> you're don't know. Have to come back I don't to know. know. Anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't know if that's another sort of like a – A a weird, fucked up gender dynamic of like, oh, if you talk to the guy, he's gonna, like, I I honestly, (laughs) I honestly don't know.
5: Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low and high profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back
2: Um, how many episodes of your podcast are you into now? So we Today
5: was the sixth.
2: Yeah, oh, today we posted
4: the awesome. sixth. Yeah. How many of you recorded? We've recorded 25. 20. Oh, my oh gosh. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <So> See,
0: that's <laughs> him not messing around. <laughs>
4: so this is the funny thing. So our podcast originally, At Home with Linda and Drew Scott, the whole purpose here was Linda and me, we wanted to do this for years. And we wanted to, our, my schedule so busy with filming, and we keep very busy schedules, so this was our chance to kind of slow down a little bit, relax, enjoy some time together with people that are amazing inspiring people share stories and so my way of interpreting that first conversation with linda to spend more time together, relax, and do a podcast was to block shoot 22. Uh, <laughs> sure. Yeah. And so we recorded a, a, a bunch in a row there, and it started to stress Linda out a little bit. No, so, but
5: I was exactly like you in the design situation. I was like, are we not going to talk about it some more? Because like, he went and booked all these things, right. and I thought... He was like, like all right, Tuesday at 10 a.m. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa,
2: whoa. What? I,
4: like, whoa. <laughs> I, I hired on our podcast producer. I got everything, going. I set up all the editing and everything that had to be done, and we just got right into it. And after we finished, like Linda said, holy shit, like, that was stressful. But it was actually kind of inv- it was invigorating. Invigorating? Invigorating. Invigorating, yeah, invigorating yeah. yes. Thank you. Me good with words. Um, but it was invigorating <laughs> because we got this thing we want wanted to do for so many years yeah. out, um, out the gate. And, and you know how we actually did it with our magazine Reveal. Ooh. So we just launched Reveal as well. And so I said in one of our big meetings, and this is a massive meeting with you know, 20 to 30 of our people on our on our editorial team and everybody at Meredith and, and our team. And I just said in the meeting, I'm like, oh, yes. And in re- um, Reveal, I want to make sure one of our, our mentions in every magazine is our podcast at home with Linda and Drew Scott. There will be a nice big lower third and we're going to have that mention in the magazine. And everybody looked at each other because nobody had been told this before. And it was like, oh, okay. Yeah, we'll definitely do this.
5: And we're like a month away from publishing. Yeah, we were publishing in a month.
4: <laughs> and so Lin- I look over at Linda and then after the meeting, she's like, what was that? And I'm like, that's my way of making sure that we do this because I don't want to keep talking about it. (laughs) And so then we did. And here we go. And we've had amazing, amazing time so far and the fans seem to love it. But it's a deeper dive into our lives that people aren't used to seeing. Well, also, it's
2: like, you know, people get a sense of you from the show, but in a way, you and Jonathan are like, um, I don't know, like like tour guides in a way. You're sort of tour guide through this process. And so it's not like... I mean, I think people definitely get a sense of you from watching the show, but, it's, but it can be difficult to really get to know you on a deeper level because there's just no time for that on the show. No, and
4: yeah. 100%, you're exactly right. The show is not the Drew and Jonathan show. The show is us trying to help families. And so like, these families are really the show, and you get to see some of our personalities uh, throughout, but that's why for us to, to be able to dig deeper, pull back the curtains and see our lives more, but also to have guests like yourself, and, we, you know, we had uh, Howie Mandel. We just, you know, posted um, Carter Oosterhouse and Amy Smart and all these amazing people that are really great storytellers. They have fascinating lives, but a lot of their fans and people out there haven't seen that deeper dive. It, that's just fun for us. We just feel, which I'm sure is the same for you, if we sit down and chat with people that we really love and admire, that that will come through and the fans will enjoy it. Well, and, you t- and I think everyone sort of takes their home for granted. They take their home space for granted
2: in the sense of like, oh, it's just a place you... You know, it's just a place you go every night rather than, like, this place is the foundation of, you know, you spend a considerable percentage of your life there. It's an expression of who you are and yeah. how you live and your consumerism and your, you know, like, you, you know, you get good news in your home. You get bad news in your home. You, you know, memories, memories, you have good yeah. memories, bad memories. Like, it sort of builds the story of you. And yet people, I think... Just go oh, you know whatever and so it, it it is a very shared human experience that I think a lot of people don't necessarily think of a lot and I think it's good that people just get more of a sense of who you and Linda are as humans because every everything you collaborate uh, with someone else on has a different chemistry mm. and a different flavor. Yeah. And so that's what's fun is getting to play with that and see, like, what is a thing that we make together? What does that look like? Yeah. And the the more
4: everyone gets to see more of Linda, which they really, really love. Like, that's the one note we hear all the time. If Linda appears on one of our shows, they're like, can we have more, Linda? Can we have more? And so it's really been a fun Uh, At least for me, I mean, obviously, speak for yourself. It has been really fun, It's been fun to to pull her to the foreground a little bit more because she's been a big part of our team ever since we met 10 years ago. And how do you, because, you know, like, people would say to me, oh, my God,
2: you know, you have, like, a million jobs and you're so busy and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not the Scott brothers. Like, (laughs) you guys, you, you legitimately in the middle of... You know, all you have multiple shows on HGTV, you have a furniture line, you have this website, you have the magazine now, you have the podcast now. So how are you, and I feel like we've sort of ta- talked about this before, like how are you managing balance in your life to for the personal stuff? Because when we're young, you know our careers can be the thing that's in the forefront. Oh, we got to build this career because it's we got to do it. It's, you know, like it's important. I mean, and then I feel like as we start to get older we're like, well, it is nice, but it doesn't define it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't define you. Know, like the life stuff is really important, the people that we spend time with, you know, contributing to those relationships, having human experiences. You know, jobs may come and yeah. go, but the people in your life
4: are the real meaning. And and it, it I think it does just take age to really start to realize that um, I I know when I was younger before Linda I hadn't really I dated a little bit here and there but I was was never in a serious relationship I always took my work seriously and it was always the number one thing build a career I know I can do something big whatever it is and go 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 and Linda being in my life we, we've been together almost ten years now that's changed because then you you realize your priorities I mean property brothers we love what we do we love helping families with our magazine our marketplace casaza everything we do I love the business. But what, what I've started to realize is that is amazing, and that is also a way that we can you know, grow our voice to do really good things in this world. But family is everything. Mm-hmm. The time with Linda is everything for me, and so we've you know we've brought in an amazing team. You know, between our offices in Nashville and Vegas and, and Toronto, you know, we have hundreds of staff and they are the best in the be- best of the best in those different areas that they work. So our production entity, it can run itself. We'll come in and we we uh, work on um on overseeing certain things, but then they'll run with it. And then that gives Linda and me more time that we can actually focus on us cuz we want to have kids too.
2: Linda, how are you how are you f- f- forcing some balance into this <laughs> man's life?
5: I think it's being intentional about it cuz we I know that he when he says all these things, I know that he means it. But when you're in the thick of the crazy schedule, it is hard to come up for air and think like, oh, shit, I'm doing the thing that I said I wasn't going to do, which is working from the minute you wake up to the minute you pass out. So for us, we've been trying to be more intentional about it and scheduling in like blocked off times. like Whether we have plans or not, it's just like scheduling yeah. evening time. Um, it sounds
4: so unromantic to schedule <laughs> your date nights, but honestly, when you have a schedule like what we do, yeah. we have to do it because if it's not there, something will take the place. It is. Yeah. It is
2: really important because especially if you don't, if you if you fail to plan, you'll just sit around or you'll get distracted or you'll do something else, mm-hmm. and then you're not, you know, you're not spending time together. Like we make a point, like you know, we we have a, at least one date night every week, mm-hmm. even if it's just going out to dinner, yeah. where yeah. we just you know like focus on each other you know like we go to this place that's way across town from where we live so we're in the car together the whole time and we're not you know and and then we sort of talk about oh when we get home like what you know do you want to watch a horror movie do you want to start a new series or stuff and so like we really try to and even though it, even though like the scheduling of the time like you said people like oh but that's not spur of the moment it's like yeah but if you, you Once you're in the moment, it feels great that yeah. you're doing it. It doesn't yeah. matter that you schedule it. If you schedule it, it means that you value
4: mm-hmm. the and relationship. Like if you don't See, schedule it, it
0: might not happen. Exactly. exactly.
4: And that's why I love that um, outlook uh, on the situation because I think a lot of people that don't maybe don't have the crazy busy schedule that we have might not appreciate the same uh, need to schedule because they'll just, you know, they if, they if it's a nine to five that somebody works and they know every, every evening is off, then they have the ability to be a little bit more ebb and flow. Right. We are not nine to five. We're on a plane every two days. We it, it has to be scheduled in, and then, as you said, in the moment, then that's where the spontaneity comes. Well, because I think that
5: we'll... I think that goes for parents as well. Nine to five or not, I think everyone struggles with not having enough time.
4: Mm-hmm. When
5: really it's just not making the time for not, something, or not
4: managing your time. In a way that can give you that that yeah. time together, but yeah. especially knowing we want to have kids um, soon as well, we need we <laughs> needed to focus. Yeah, yep. Hey, all at the same time. <laughs> yeah, we'll call you. So, shall we schedule that in as well? <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, uh, we're we're taking a swing at it today. Hey, we'll we're be t- in the guest suite. Um, <laughs> my mom, my mom, my mom, my mom yeah, just showed up. Yeah, right. go. Yep, go. Yeah, yeah. 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 Is it interesting how your mom shows up Oh my up God! Right is that when you kids? walked in? Yeah. <laughs> Is
2: that when she,
0: you walked in? She felt that we were Aww. all talking about babies.
2: Did you, you feel that you
0: were... <laughs> I heard the whole...
2: <laughs> <laughs> Do you understand that Like when you when you talk about it's it in front me. of your mom, that's a fucking legally binding contract yeah. now. <laughs>
4: yeah. for, wait, for me and for you?
3: Yes. What?
4: Oh, man.
2: <laughs> yeah, you yeah. can't say that in front of an Italian mother and not have it be legally binding.
4: All right, so. all right. I'll send you the date when I know. Oh,
2: my gosh.
3: But it's...
4: It, I think this has been good for us because scheduling those days together is starting to give ourselves more of that habit once you've built the habit of that time off where it's just the two of you and then moving into having kids you need all that spare time you can get because you're going to fill it with the kids yeah but here's a question for you guys how do you deal with i'm the worst when it comes to always i like to respond emails the moment they come in the moment if they come I in.
0: Could, <laughs> honestly, because- if I could like break his
5: phone at night, I would. <laughs> I'll also text you before I break your phone.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Like
5: I have, I-,
2: I have another joke in my act about how the, the, so I can't stand the red dot on a phone like in a text or emails and Lydia's number of unanswered things is so high. No, Give no. me your phone. Give me your phone. And I'm like, I get vertigo looking. I'm like, how can you have a thousand un, she goes, because it's not a priority.
4: I don't know. Okay, well this is right. Right now, but Linda has oh because you probably just went through or deleted old stuff. She has ten mm-hmm. un okay, that's un- not bad. Two hundred and five unread know. emails. Where's your phone?
0: Oh, it's in my purse. Usually, oh, her okay. emails. I mean, are mine. Like at a I could, if I had to guess, I probably have about a hundred unlistened to voicemails. Okay. Like, but I don't understand sure. fifty. I'm probably never going to respond to you text messages, <laughs> and I would wager to say over 5,000 Wait. emails.
4: Uh, I, oh, oh. See, that's what Linda's, Linda's <laughs> email actually usually says something like 17,000, and no. she'll make an excuse.
0: Okay, okay so I have didn't and you, back up I have 103 yes. unheard voicemails oh, I have 8,294 <laughs> oh, unanswered emails Oh my god And 78 text messages that I may or may not ever well, respond
4: well, I, I appreciate you responding here. to our text messages Oh my god, yeah.
2: that number is so Look at that That's that's not even a dot That's a line It has a
4: comma in there <laughs> Yeah,
0: there's a, there should never be a comma <laughs> <Three>. Oh, but, <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> I was going to say 205 That's oh, no, no, five. my five. email It says 17,000 I don't know oh, yeah. how how have, who has called me? Why do I have three
4: thousand eight hundred and eleven? Oh
2: my gosh, that but just it's hurts not,
0: my. Totally yeah, I have a hundred and three voicemails.
4: I don't get like that's so crazy. You, those are a hundred and three <laughs> people who have taken you off their Christmas card list. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, but how, so I mean, how do you? Linda and I try to implement. When we once we're done, when we're we're in the evening, no more texting. I have to certain things you have to get back to, but in the evening, I have
0: tried that one. I think that after nine p.m., there should be no more no more cell phones. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I put mine in do not disturb and sleep, but this one over here.
4: But okay, I'll tell you. Yeah, like who are
0: are you texting? I have no idea. This is one other
4: thing, though. So I'll 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 try and blame it on this. It's my mom's fault. So, so, we, Jonathan and I, got my mom addicted to an app. It's a Scrabble app, playing yep. playing Scrabble. My mom loves Scrabble, but she's always only ever played the board game. So now, literally, our our mom doesn't message us to say hi, I love you, thinking of <laughs> you. She just messages to say, before you go to bed, can you play your move? Come on, play your move. Ah. It's your turn. And so, in the oh, evening, my I'm my trying God, to be a polite ring. son, bonding with my mom playing this game, but all indices is me on my phone.
2: Well, and, and I don't also don't want to like I don't want to use this as an excuse, but I guess I'm gonna. But because we work in like a creative field that's not like a traditional nine to five job. It there are things that don't tend to follow the same rules of like, oh, this is for the office and I'll tackle this when I get into the office. And so like when inspiration strikes or you have an idea, you need to or if some you know, if like if there's a production and someone's like, oh my God, it's ten o'clock, but we need this answered right now, it can be hard.
0: I I have started to because I used to like I would get emails and like Auditions and you know photo shoots would come through and all sorts of stuff. And I used to, you know, if someone told me to jump, it was always how high, and I'll do it twice yeah. as far mm-hmm. and whatever. And I have recently started implementing like, no, if it's a work email. If it comes through after like six or seven, like I'm not touching it. I'm not touching my phone. I'm not looking at anything until the next morning after I've had my coffee. And you do, you do kind of
2: have to condition the world to understand like that's how this person operates, but there is a transitional period. If
0: and, or not if, but when we have children, um, like I think it's important not to be on your phone at meals and like running around. Like I, it should be like a focused family time and you know, when you're, in bed with your spouse. Be in bed with your spouse. Yeah. Don't be texting your buddy.
4: I, and yes. I do hate it. you're
5: with someone else. Because yeah. yeah.
4: Well, no, I, and I, I do hate that I do that. I, I really do. But the, and it's it's that thing in my mind that I've always been. It's sort of like I'm a bit of a clean freak and everything too, and I like things in their place. And organizing an idea or a thought, I like things wait, done. Did you, I like did you completion. Wait, he your
2: hand,
3: like yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Right you now, like he's, he's looking your...
4: longingly into my eyes. He's like he sees that himself. on
0: his phone.
2: Well, you know yeah. what? You know what? Well, yeah, the reason that, the reason that I have
0: not in the. Zero mail. on answering emails <laughs> just because
2: yeah. I've so meticulously sorted my email, so it's like you know spam goes into one thing, and so it's like it. I know what each folder is for, but um, yeah, I mean, I guess I don't know. I, I it's something I'm working on. It's, it's something I'm working on.
4: But have you have you read or, or listened to essentialism? No. Have you heard of? essentialism is all about you look at all the busyness that we have in life and the fact that so many people nowadays they try and take on so many things and you can never really master too many things like to really pare down to what is and i'm not just talking about work related but even like in your life what's important to you and the number of things that people try to take on you can never really fully commit to what's out there so essentialism is really talking about paring down to what truly is the most important things that are impactful and things that mean the most to you especially family is usually at the core of that and i love it because it is that reminder linda and i just have to look at each other and say essentialism, essentialism. <laughs> and then we realize no it's not I can leave those emails until tomorrow well
2: that is a good thing to understand because it's so easy to get led around by life yeah sort of realizing like oh no you can make some of the rules but I you know listen I, I don't I, I'm I, I don't want to like make gender distinctions about how our brains work but I do find that maybe this is just me or maybe this is other men but i'm not i'm only able to focus on one thing at a time and lydia can multitask
0: yeah i'm and, like all over it, where so, i can have multiple conversations at once that probably don't make sense to anybody so the times the times
2: that i will get sort of like Closed off with her is when I'm working on something. She go, "Hey, what you doing over there?" I'm like, "Can't talk right now because because if <laughs> yeah, I because if I break <laughs> if I break what I'm doing, I will completely forget it and I will lose the focus and like the whole thing will come crumbling down until I get it out. Yeah, you know. So I'm really bad, but she's good at like. Where you know I'm sort like of packet
3: switching like and you know, in, like, know. Yeah. Going on it's so there? fascinating <laughs> to
4: me when you look at like your your personality like there's a little bit of me in in lydia there's a little bit of me in chris a little bit of linda in each of you as well it's mm-hmm. so fascinating to me to see how so many different people are little bits of of each other in the way they respond and that's what mm-hmm. you know that's what makes the world an amazing place is because we're all different yeah. we all react differently uh it makes us a chaotic place as well but um i i think that's for me, it's exciting to always learn how other people cope with things because it's something that I can take in and understand if that's something that will work better for me or well, it, I learn from everything. It, it, I think no ultimately way. it is
2: about understanding and communication <clears throat> and knowing. I think it's understanding and communication. And I'm not saying I'm amazing at it, but it's about understanding and communication and also that base level of like, you know, our intention is to always have each other's back, to always you know, like, there's no ulterior motives. Mm -hmm. It's, like, we are on each other's team no matter what, even when we don't agree on things. So that that way everything doesn't mean everything, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, anything that comes along doesn't mean the relationship or it doesn't right. mean it's like yeah, yeah we had a dumb argument about something because we're, we were both tired or we're both overworked or we're both this minute but it, but it doesn't mean like we don't love each other and that we're not always that you know it's like yeah.
0: I mean I will admit I may be a little more dramatic though <laughs> like so, so I'm maybe, i remember remembering the conversation we had it, not right? that long ago where I was like I just where I literally said to Chris I was like haven't you ever seen Barefoot in the Park or like read the book or the play by Neil Simon and he had no idea what I was talking about I was like I'm embarrassed to admit this, but that character, the lead woman, the New England character played by Jane Fonda, and that, I was like, that that's basically me. It's like very much all or very much nothing. And like, mm-hmm. I think one of the opening scenes, like they're on their honeymoon and they're in the hotel and he has to leave for work. And she's like, no, don't leave. Oh, are we, is it over? <laughs> Do you not love me anymore? And I'm like, oh, I'm like... a little bit, like I can be very much... Like that, and I don't mean to, but
4: like, that is he, so funny I, because I, that is Linda <laughs>
0: to a teacher. So so I'm literally, yeah, we'll have like the tiniest little spat about like. Not, I can't even think of an example and I'm like oh my god do you not love me anymore and he's like what are you talking <laughs> no, about I'm, I'm like it's I'm oh my god, god it's oh <laughs> my neighbor <laughs> like, was
2: watching me and I get up to go to the bathroom where are you going I'm peeing <laughs> I'm gonna pee that was stupid <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh but I and got the... you a bedpan yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: yeah. And, <laughs> and, there, and I am so the furthest opposite from that right. because I'll just be like um, if, whether I'm going to pee or whether I'm going away on a one week trip for work I have the same reaction when I leave, like, Kate, love you, kiss, talk to me a bit. And then Linda is the one that has that same I'm reaction. I'm a koala. Like,
3: yeah. Yeah, she, she literally
4: grabs me. I'm like, I'm literally late. I got to go for me. She's koaling like, on my leg. I'm like, I got
3: to go. <laughs> what? Well, 20 the, seconds. The thing yeah. that I think
2: is really important is that we, you know, we never, we, we try to never go to bed with, you know, if with any kind of anything. Like, we, yeah, always, yeah, we always kiss goodnight and say yeah. I love you. And, you know, when we're on the phone, when we leave, it's always mm-hmm. like... You know, like you, you do. You have to remember that your relationship needs to be maintained, and it's yeah. sort of like houses. It's like, yeah. oh, sure, it's fun to build a new house, but to maintain a house, like you, especially here with from first time homeowners, where they're like, "God damn it, there was a, a flood, and I had to deal with it." It's like, yes, you yeah. have to maintain anything that's worth having. You have, you have to maintain. It's the it's day like to day. Body. Yeah. So yeah. you have to make those deposits every day to like. I love you. I'm checking in. You need to know Which that... Which deposits are you talking about?
4: Why did you- your mom just walked out the door again. What, what are we talking about? Uh, but, no, I mean, it's very much the case. No, actually, this was one time I was not making a filthy double entendre, and I'm, now I'm embarrassed.
2: Now I'm embarrassed for myself.
4: I find um, the the one thing, because before Linda, I'd never been in a long relationship, and that is the thing that I'm always learning is is, you know... Um, you sort of, sort of. it's an ongoing process. No relationship. doesn't matter what you see on, you know, on TV or anything else. Nobody's in that perfect relationship where there's never a disagreement or an argument and yeah. anything that you see is like that. It's just kind of put on and that's what you see on the front. Everyone has to go through certain um, moments of ups and downs and it's how you get through that together. And we have that same philosophy. We do not go to bed angry. Yeah, we no. get it out. We deal with it. We say I love you. We kiss. But my question for you, how many times in a day... Do you guys say I love you? Like, what's an appropriate number of times?
2: I don't... I think it's... it's I think it's unique to... It's I lot. think it's unique to know. the couple, but for us, it's It's a lot. Like, Lydia and I will have a full-on conversation, and then five minutes later, she'll come back and go, I just want to say I love you one more time. Yeah. Like, she does it all the time. <laughs> and I love it because it, you know, like, it means that she was thinking about me. It was important for her to let me know that. And so I find that I have started doing stuff like that more... <laughs> because it feels good. And I feel like, well, I want, if she's doing this for me, I don't want to take it for granted. I feel like, maybe she wants that, communic- she wants to be able to hear that too, so mm-hmm. that you're not just, yeah. Yeah. T- taking, because it can be very easy, for people to sort of get lazy. And it's like, oh, the, the, you know, the one you're the person in the relationship, that does this, and I'm the person in the relationship, that does this. Yeah. But it's like, Oh well, if someone's doing, if someone's communicating with you in a certain way, it might be because they also want to receive, want to receive, like like appreciate that type of communication yeah. because that's how they communicate whatever that is. And so, how do we, you know, how do we kind of come together on on that? We we had in
4: early on because I we say it all the time now, but earlier in the relationship, Linda literally our sentence would be like, um, if it's sort of like a, how you doing? I love you. Okay. Oh, I love you. It's like every other word is I love you. And I'm like, I'm like let's save it up. Let's save it up for a, a few really good ones in the day. Like really momentous moments to say I, I love, love you. you. So here's more qualitative. Yeah. Right? Here's more no, yeah we, quantitative. No,
5: we do it a lot. And I think you laugh about it, but you do it a lot as well, whether no. it's an emoji or, you know. But I know it means chip. a
4: lot to her too. So that's the one thing, you know, like what Linda gives is like way up here. Um, and then what I was used to give was like maybe she's like a hundred, I'm like a ten. And so, if I like triple my efforts and I go all the way up to thirty, I'm still seventy below her. <laughs> well, you
5: can't. Yeah, but, uh, but it's not like it's like not keeping, who's measuring yeah, I'm not that? You know track, what I mean? Yeah. Like it's yeah, not relationship
2: like... can't be like set it and forget it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, right. Unless yeah. both people have that agreement. If both people have that agreement, then that's fine. But I feel like it's like a. You know, it's 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 a plant. You don't just water a plant once and be like it's done. You know, it's like you have to, you know, you have to give it the proper soil and fertilize it. And you have to the pot when it gets bigger, you have to replant it, and you have to yeah. make sure that you're maintaining it. You and so it, you yeah. have to you have to embrace the process of mm-hmm. it and not just that the sort of snapshot of highlights of like oh we're on right. a romantic trip and then yeah. hey we went on a romantic trip what's the problem what do I got to right. say I love you all the time and it's like <laughs> yeah you have to fucking show the other person you gotta like fucking work at it like you have to show the other you know you have to make efforts you yeah. can't just you, have to show you know it. a marriage isn't just like we got married so I don't got to worry about
4: it no more yeah
5: or like I know you love me so I don't have to show it you you have to show it
4: and that whole so we had a a chat because again wanting to have kids we were talking about we had our whole family around and Jonathan was actually the instigator to make this worse for me but we were (laughs) talking about having kids and you know when you have kids you have to change diapers and stuff and I sort of made a comment like not looking forward to that and then somehow it got turned around to where Linda says to me she's like wait so you're saying you're not going to change diapers, so no, I have to be no, the no, one to Jonathan change diapers? No, Jonathan
5: asked you that.
4: Or he, he said, Jonathan asked me in a, in a directed way yeah, that, that, that made me like, look bad. And I'm like, no, I never said that. I was saying that I'm not looking forward to it. And then Linda's like, in the lack of other terms, Linda was basically saying she wants me to enjoy changing the kids' diapers. No. there's something <laughs> no, like you're that. You're getting
5: it mixed up. I was playing along, but everyone was blowing it. Out of proportion, saying like, "Oh, Drew says he's never going to change diapers." Yeah, so at the
4: end of dinner, my parents like and every, my mom they're actually they're called me the done. next day, really <laughs> upset. And my mom was like, "I'm really upset because I feel that that's not the right way you should approach this." I'm like, "Mom, I'm like, they're all making me look bad. I never said that." And, and then I, I said, "Somebody said the whole thing the about they want mom. you. It's different with your kids. and You want want you to enjoy changing the diapers." I'm like, "Who the?" Fuck ever enjoys changing diapers. I don't want to be shit on. I don't want to be pissed on. I'm like, it's I'll a- do it. It's my responsibility, but I don't want to enjoy
2: oh, it. Yeah, yeah. You talk to parents who have like, you know multiple kids are like, oh, you're going to get shit on. And you're going to get yeah. puked Pee on. Your mouth. And, you know, oh, it's like, no. my, a friend of mine is like, oh, yeah, you'll have those moments where you'll just be at the grocery store and then Ew. the baby will just shit up its yeah. own back in like a skunk stripe and you're like, well, I guess I'll just <laughs> leave this basket here. And, go. and they're like, you have to... But what I... I'll tell you what I am looking forward to with that is just, like, realizing that sometimes life can be messy and that's okay and yep. you just clean it up and move on. Like, it's yeah. not... It's it's I feel like Lydia's really helping me get out of some of my perfectionism which is a which is perfectionism is boring anyway it's like an it's an unrealistic ideal and it doesn't really exist and you know like there's no artistry in perfection like real life has there's beauty in imperfection e- exactly yeah. like even like my some of my best stand up shows are when like you know like something you know like something weird happened in the room like a joke didn't land or someone said something in the audience or like i i like kicked over the mic stand by accident you know yeah. like leaning on it and it's like then the best moments come out of those because yeah. those are like shared human experiences rather than everything being perfectly polished and planned. Like, that's not... That's kind of boring. Yeah, like,
5: my favorite part of, like, SNL bits is when they break. When the comedians break, and it's like, oh, they're human.
4: Right. (laughs) But but I think Linda's been great for me. What's that?
5: You can't plan first. No. Like, in
0: any aspect of life, the, the one most annoying but true sayings, I mean, I'm not religious or anything, but the whole, like, man proposes, God disposes. Like, you can plan as much as you want but that doesn't mean it's actually going to happen no and
4: if you in any aspect of life and I think our 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 work life as well we've seen that you can plan yourself to the nth degree but there's always going to be something changing in the beginning when I was growing up I, I wanted to be an actor and a director that's what I wanted to do there's nothing getting in the way of that I wanted to be some action superstar but it wasn't happening. I was auditioning. I wasn't getting that. And then my life, and flowed in this way that real estate ended up getting into a hosting opportunity. And if I didn't go – if I resisted that too much, then I wouldn't be where I am today. And I think yeah. it's exciting to know that you don't know what's going to happen to you in 5, 10, 20 years and mm-hmm. and to go with it. And especially in the relationship too for Linda and me. It's exciting for me to see myself letting go of some of that perfectionism and letting go of some of the, the, the um, obsessing over everything being this – perfect way that it should be and it, it, it and for the listener at home it. literally just poked my leg yeah <laughs> like a huh yeah <laughs> He's right. I, you're both right. Yeah, no, you're totally right, it, and it's actually making life more enjoyable. And and uh, Linda and I are, are finding so many cool new experiences. You out
2: can't of, live and enjoy the moment if you're obsessing over all the details, because no. then you're not being in the moment. You're thinking yeah. about a result. You're thinking about each thing. I, yeah. I'm curious, Linda, what you and then I think. Oh yeah, we're we're. Oh wow, I can't believe we've been talking for like an hour, or twenty minutes, so oh, it like fifteen minutes. <laughs> so what? Uh, I'm just curious to hear from Linda, like. What what did you want to do when you were growing up? And like, what was what were your visions? And how has that manifested? And what has been surprising to you?
5: I'm still figuring it out. Every day I wake up, I'm like, "What am I going to do with my life? I want to. I want to build a boutique hotel out of historic homes. I want to um, write kids' idea. books. Really cool. I want to <laughs> travel the world and visit all the happiest places on earth. Um, yeah. So growing up, I. St- I also had all those big ideas and I feel like I'm still trying to figure it out, which is the fun part too, because now I have someone who is an implementer of my big ideas. So yeah, I'm excited for what we'll create together. And um, I've always also wanted to be a creative director, not knowing what the heck that meant. And now that we're here, it's like, oh, it's just one of those things that's like a goal that you meet, and then it's like okay. There's more um, than just yeah. There's more yeah. than you know. The right. title means nothing. Um, you should see
4: her notebook from when she was a kid. Like right up until now, she always doodles and her creativity. Oh, wow. It is that should become a movie. Like all the all the creativity. Well, but then that, people that know flows how
5: crazy I am. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um. Yeah. So it's a long list of things. I want to have a yeah. bookstore slash record shop slash ice cream parlor. Uh, cafe, <laughs> I sustainable farm I is one that idea. we really
4: want to work work towards. We love amazing. the idea, or, or actually more of a regenerative farm, and uh, and and building a space so there's oh, about biggest little farm. Yeah. Well, I was
5: see? thinking about you guys because we were yeah. at the farmers market and they were at they had a booth there. Oh, that's yeah. Awesome. Did you see
4: the documentary
2: yet?
5: Yes. Yeah.
2: yeah. I'm I'm podcasting John Chester oh, in a couple days. So I'm going to go to their farm, <gasps> and so uh, and I'm so excited about it because there's just. There's so much about that documentary that I think is so applicable to life of like you get this idea in your head of like what you think your perfect outcome is and they would achieve it and then all that would do is open up 50 new problems that yeah. were more complicated than what like they it. had before yeah. and so yeah and every time they tried to fight the problem they would it wouldn't work at least according to the documentary and so they had to figure out how to work with the problem to implement the problem to create this sustainable ecosystem and i just think it was so it it teach to me the takeaway is like yeah you can't you don't know what's coming even your best case scenario in your head is going to just have more stresses more problems more responsibilities it's not going to fix your life so how do you you know it's okay to grow and it's okay to you know want more but how do you work with the things that come along that are challenging in life to you know like how do you move with life instead of trying to Mm. to fight against it
0: embracing the
4: chaos embracing the chaos when i was young i don't know if my dad or somebody had told me when i was a kid you know the saying like don't sweat the small stuff my dad used to say that all the time yeah so but um somebody added on to that to me that you know the whole saying don't sweat the small stuff just the big stuff but guess what there's a missing sentence and my dad said the the missing part is it's all small that's
2: what my dad said don't (laughs) sweat the small stuff and it's all small stuff yeah yeah, I mean, I put that at the end of my last comedy special because that oh, was wow. his that mm. was his thing, don't sweat the small... Now, granted, my dad was an obsessor. He sweated a lot of small <laughs> stuff, but he, because he did that, he learned yeah. that, yeah. you know, because as you get older, you when you look back at, like, everything that I obsessed over and stressed about and was anxious about, like, almost none of the worst-case scenarios yeah. came true, mm. and I wasted all that time... You know, like yeah. all those valuable inventing minutes. You know, like you know, I'm, like I'm we're, the
0: opposite of inventing stresses. Yeah, I'm I'm like the anti manifested stress. Oh,
2: and she's great about like you know because I'll I will I will immediately catastrophize. I'm like, okay, we're getting a dog. The dog's gonna be a big dog. Do we need to start moving stuff around? Like talking
0: about how it's gonna pee places. And I'm like. I've never had a dog pee in there. What if we
2: get up in the middle of the night and trip over it down? And And she's like, "Why are you inventing?" And I go, "I'm just just trying trying to be prepared."
4: Oh my god! I I talked to Linda about that because sometimes she'll go to worst case scenarios nonstop. I'm like, "I'm not going to live in a bubble." I'm like, "I want to enjoy life. Let's enjoy life." But it's so funny in relationships, though, too, because then the next conversation, it'll be her talking me off the ledge for something that – I'm do- I'm the one yeah, that's over-exaggerating right. something. So we we balance well, each other I'm gonna so try well. I've trying
0: to stress him out even further sometimes because he'll be going on about something that's not real. And I'm like, yeah, but, you know, we're like – we almost – our family's almost complete. It's going to be like me, you – the dog and then our twin girl. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> and he's like,
2: There's a high occurrence of twins in <laughs> our family. There's, there. There's family? like, oh, of course. Both sides
4: of the family. Oh, yeah.
0: Mine. Yeah, twins oh, nice. everywhere. So you're
4: going to have quadruplets. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, and I'm like, take it
2: easy <laughs> on that one. Take it easy on that one. So, yeah, but I, I do think it is sort of realizing that and then also, you know, just making sure that you're always on the same team with each other yeah. is my guess. What's your big piece of relationship advice as we're sort of winding this down.
4: What would you say? Have a good pet name for each other. Yes, (laughs) Truby. (laughs) Truby. I, I
5: mean, I think I said this earlier, but I think it's not enough to just feel love for someone or something. If you have a passion or you feel passionate about something, then you have to show it because you know why, why leave that unsaid when you can put it out into the world mm-hmm. and make yeah. someone feel better?
4: And I think one thing I'm, I'm always – I'm still learning because Linda is, is so romantic and, and I try but I, I feel – You're I very feel, romantic. I, well, I try but I, yes. I, I don't think sometimes I'm, I'm at her level but it's actually – it becomes a fun thing to always try to challenge yourself. And it doesn't have to be something big or expensive or time-consuming but just do, to do little things, to continually do little things and, and to remember to always date we're not just because you're married doesn't mean you shouldn't go on dates anymore and I think I like on Tinder
2: like just Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Find other people on Together. Tinder. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. <clears throat> she,
4: she's on Twinder. Yeah, it was uh, uh, a yeah. Twinder. Yeah. Oh, that would have gotten you points on it. But, yeah. Oh my
2: god. Twinder would have gotten
4: you points. On it. She uh, but that I think we have so many so many people we know that don't they've been married for years and they've never gone out without the kids or something just on the two of them and I think if you remember to still have those sort of fresh Um, sort of just date nights worth the two of you connecting. I think that's important to keep the relationship alive. I
2: mean, whatever you nurture will grow. And if you're nurturing negativity, if you're nurturing the, if you're nurturing like isolation in your relationship, Mm -hmm. that'll continue to grow. But if you, even in just those idle moments, just nurturing, hey, I just want to tell you I love you or hey, I just, you know, hey, why don't we go to dinner at the, like just those little (laughs) deposits uh, (laughs) really do, uh, they really do pay off and bear fruit in the long term because yeah. you're investing in the relationship. Like, you're yeah. you're putting into it. I don't know. What's your relationship advice?
0: I mean, it, it wouldn't be any different than anything you guys are saying. Like, I'm one of those people where I'm very communicative, I'm very expressive, but I also show my emotions, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's <laughs> a great yeah, thing. Well, if I love you, then it's yeah. good.
3: Yeah. <laughs> screaming at you and sharp objects. But, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's just it's important to be honest and true and to put in the effort and it is it like it is like maintaining a home it's maintaining your life and maintaining your love and make sure that you build upon it and always put in the time for one another and not just like hanging out sitting next to each other, distracted on a device mm-hmm. like yeah. you actually have to be focused and present.
4: This is the perfect time for us all to lean in, hug each other and say, "I love you." <laughs>
5: Oh,
0: there we go.
4: Love you. Oh. I, love you. I, love I love you. Love you. Love you, Teddy Bruxman, I love you. <laughs> Katie, we're not trying to leave That, was a, bear, like, that was a bear hug.
5: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. um, but I really, really appreciate you guys being here. You know, you've been such great friends, and we've so enjoyed just being in your lives. And You know, it's like, you you I always say this, but as you get older, when you're younger, you sort of just hang out with whoever. And then as you start to get older, you realize, like, oh, no, I can choose the friend group that I want to be with people that are fun and people that inspire me and people that are, you know, different but also like-minded and mm-hmm. stuff. And so we cherish your friendship. And we've oh, so... Like, we do, Like, too. the game night we came to the other night was so funny. Mm-hmm. I am so embarrassed. I... I <laughs> oh,
4: yeah. what? we Wait, had a what good laugh
2: you do? Well, if, okay. <laughs> I,
4: I, I could tell it's a lot funnier than he says I'm going to tell that? my version <laughs> of. Okay, oh, okay. what you're
2: gonna we'll
3: say. play a he said I he said so we're
4: all that. sitting around playing. we had like, what, like 12, 15 people there, yeah, something I, like that. and we're playing our board games and so um, Jonathan and Zoe uh, were running late, they, they came later on and so we're playing code names and stuff and as we're all there, we've been there for hours we were eating, we were sharing laughs and having a good time and then we're playing code names then Jonathan and Zoe show up and come over and say hi to all of us. And then we all Chris kind of gives, get up and take a break. Yeah, well, Chris gives Jonathan a hug, and and, uh, and then oh, everyone's kind of talking. And then I, I walk around the table, and then Chris turns around to me and says, Hey, so are you going to stay with us and play co- Code People or whatever you code call word? it? Code Word? Yeah. you going to come say, play Code Word? And I'm like, what? And he's like, Code Word. We've been playing Code Word. Do you want to come join us for Code Word? And I'm like...
5: And Drew's like, I've been playing with you, with you for the last two and hours. I, I had the realization of, like, I can't
2: fucking believe I just did... <laughs> the the full on noob but, but by the way you guys, to me, you look similar, but you're so distinctive. You weren't wear you were wearing a fucking hat, like you would.
4: And I have a not- beard, and you have a beard.
2: But but Lydia and I like we're not late night people, and by that point it was like you can
4: see it in your eyes.
2: Yeah. and So when I when I hugged Jonathan, I turned around and you literally stood in the place he was in. So my brain spatially had placed Jonathan there. When I turned back around, there was no like I
4: just didn't see you. I. Just just I was still I wish I saw the look I'm, I could see the look on my face. Right. Like, I was so confused. <laughs> And the, but the honesty in your eyes when you it. were asking I this was quite was, was quite was quite enjoyable.
2: I was so embarrassed because I don't, yeah, I would never confuse. <laughs> oh, it's like I can't believe I just did the thing that a lot of people probably do to them, and and, and we're like really close friends, so it was yeah that it,
4: was it was funny. But I could see you were tired. Uh, I, I you was. know, it's it's all good, and I know Lydia was tired because you were up the last three days in a row gardening, right? Yeah, no sleep. Yes. But also,
2: I just I also just want to throw a shout out to Jonathan for the birthday. party party that he planned and uh, for Zoe was unbelievable.
3: It was, was, no un- oh, it was un- amazing. Oh my gosh, given it was him, so fun. He was
2: like, I want to do this eighty themed 80 theme party. Do you know anyone that has like, you know, a, a, an Ecto-1 and then also a DeLorean from Back to the Future? I go, as a matter of fact, I do. <laughs> so, he, you know, he connected with them and then, but the level of detail, there was like a fucking dance party and a woman came out and lip synced um, so Madonna cool. and was dressed like Madonna. He had like neon
4: signs of her name and a great band. Every and table had a different board game yeah, from back in the eighties. So like cool. Sorry, yes, the Canadian version the of Sorry, Sorry. yeah. <laughs> um, and then Sorry. like <laughs> Hungry Hippos and uh, it was great. Like that that's goes so awesome. to show too. attention to detail. Well, that, you guys probably. are yeah. good manifestors.
2: You're very good manifestors. You know how to make things happen. And I also, mm-hmm. I also love you guys as a couple because you do balance each other out in that way. And I think a relationship has a good balance. You don't have to be exactly the same type of people. No. Lenny and I aren't, but we like the same things. And ultimately, mm-hmm. we're always rooting for each other. And I think that's, you know, that's it. So I, I hope this has been, at least you know, educational or enjoyable or fun or whatever for anyone listening. And I hope people listen to your podcast at Thank home. You. It was so much fun to do. And I'm so glad you guys are, you know, opening up. and Because it does help people. People see you in one way, and then they see you as human, and they go, oh, he's just, you know, they're like us, and we can learn from yeah. that. And so I appreciate your
4: willingness to to let people in in a bit I hope that our podcast is one of those little deposits that it's all of a, you guys a good really deposit. enjoy <laughs> it's a really positive deposit
2: it is a positive deposit and that's the other thing I appreciate about you guys and you know when there's so many toxic news cycles out there you know like people who go out of their way to put positivity in the world to make people feel okay to make them feel yeah. connected to make them feel you know loved and appreciated I just think it's, it's refreshing and it's important so I really do feel like what you guys are doing is important thank you so, so much so thank you so much thank um, you and I love you. I love you. I love
3: you.
2: I love you. I love you. all. Oh, then we'll have to, like, text each other, like, uh, you know, as we as we go down the path to kid town. Oh, you yeah. Know, which, I mean, it might be yeah, weird to be you like. You know, we should do. It might be weird if you get a text at, like, 1 a.m.
5: Depositing like, now. That's <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> what I was thinking. I was like, are you going to start? You'd be like, it's go time.
0: How, I'm like, how, what?
4: Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how you guys did, but I think <laughs> that was I the best not. thirty seconds of my life. <laughs> I uh, we'll, we'll I cut like, back a little. <laughs> <see
3: you>? we'll,
4: <laughs> we'll chat a little, but maybe. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> the end.
0: I love how you were thinking the exact same thing I was. Like, are
2: you going to? ID ten T scanning complete. <laughs> Enjoy
3: your burrito